Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. I'm very excited about something. On August 8th, I have my new book being released on how to help children manage their mental health. You hear me talk a ton about this concept of how to help yourself clean up your mental mess. Now this is how to help your child clean up their mental mess, a guide to building resilience and managing mental health. So this is a tool for parents, teachers, uncles, aunts, guardians, physicians, grannies. We've got to help our children with their mental health. It's got worse and worse and worse over the past 30, 40 years because we focus so much on the symptoms and trying to suppress teaching children that that's a bad emotion and suppressing it or just talking about the emotions and they're not doing anything about that. We have to help a child to process what they're going through. A child is affected by the environment. Their parenting, nurturing experiences impact how they function. It's well established that adverse child experiences, ACEs will impact physiology it will impact, therefore, how they may function mentally and physically as they get older. We know there's an increasing problem with mental health. We know that suicides are on the increase. This is serious. What we've been doing for the last 40 years is not good enough. I've been in the field for the last 38 years. I've practiced clinically for 25. I've worked with thousands of children over the years in my practice and reached thousands of people. I'm a mother for myself. This book has come out of clinical application, research, and personal experience on how to help children manage their mental health, manage anxiety, manage depression, and recognize that we've got to stop pathologizing childhood, stop medicalizing misery, and start recognizing that it's okay to be a mess. You hear me say this so often to you as an adult, but our children too. We need to stop taking away their hope, taking away their psychological immunity by telling them when they are feeling sad or angry or battling to focus or something like that, or feeling depressed or having panic attacks, that there's something wrong with them, that they go to a doctor and they get prescribed a medication or they get given a label, which gives them the impression that there's something wrong with them as an individual, that they are broken. That is not a helpful and hopeful message at all. And it's very concerning for both the parent and the child. So therefore, we as parents need to, and leaders and, and, and caregivers and uncles and aunts, as I've said, so important that we understand how to help a child manage their mental health, get away from the labels and start getting into helping understand their stories. Let's give children the tools to tell their stories and safe spaces to help them process and navigate through those stories. Drinking water is so important for our brain health. In fact, the brain is made up of over 80% water, so staying hydrated is essential for our mental and physical well-being. But not all water sources are the same. I'm always looking for ways to make drinking water easier and safer for me and my family, which is why I love AquaTrue, a water purifier that uses a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. That's a fancy way of saying the water goes through a very thorough filtering process. AquaTrue removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary picture filters. I use my AquaTrue purifier every day, whether I'm making a quick cup of coffee or I'm drinking water with electrolytes between podcasting and meetings. I love that I have a great source of water on hand for whatever I need. I especially love the fact that their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing and they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from countertop purifiers to higher capacity under sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi connected purifier and mineral boost option. 
Aquatru actually uses the same technology utilized by all the major bottled water company brands, but now it's available for your home and without plastic waste. And their filters last a long time. Aquatru filters last from six months to as long as two years. Plus, you'll save money. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. It's time to get peace of mind with Aquatru. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code Dr. Leaf at checkout. Plus, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, just send it back for a refund, minus the shipping. One last time, that's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. We don't want just, you know, when we talk about telling a child, let's talk about how we feel. That's excellent. But you can't just talk about how you feel. You've got to talk about how that, how that feeling feels in your body and how the feeling that's in your feeling in your emotions and in your body, how that is showing up in your behaviors and how that's affecting how you look at life. We've got to give the message that we show up in these ways with our emotions and our behaviors and our perspectives and how we look at life. And, and the sensations in our body, that these are not who we are, but this is because of something, because of an experience that we're going through. Whether it's a day-to-day struggle of like a little fight with a friend or a fight with a sibling, to the big issues of abuse or constant bullying or something that's going on in their life that's that's very negative. So we need to help our children understand this. And over a series of podcasts, I'm going to be covering different topics. And the first week I started talking about this, I spoke about empathy. So really go back and listen to empathy and how to build empathy with your child. Last week and this week, I'm talking about boundaries. So, and all of these concepts are being pulled from my book and examples and things are being pulled from my book. And I'll be diving into all kinds of things in this book. So it's five scientifically proven steps called the neurocycle to help you help your child manage their mental health. So there's all kinds of words in there, little paragraphs and little images throughout this book of of how to help you to help your child manage their mental mess. Now, I knocked over this little toy over here, and this is Brainy. Brainy is the superhero of mental health. So this is, throughout the book, I introduced Brainy. So there's this drawing character of Brainy throughout this book. So Brainy walks, helps you and your child walk through their journey of mental health. So that they've got the character in the book, and they've got the little toy that you can actually buy as well to help a child be able to talk about their mental health. If you're a little two- and three-year-old, this book is for two to three through ten year old doesn't have the language obviously of an eight year old or a nine year old or a ten year old but they can pick up the toy and you can at the point of contact and they can point to the pictures and there's all the guidance that I give you for helping them to be able to work through how they're showing up and how to manage that so we're giving this wonderful message that we don't have to keep things suppressed that life is the challenges of life and being happy and being sad are all part of life We don't have to pathologize childhood, which is not helping children. We can change that. So in this week, I'm going to talk specifically about how we set boundaries with our children. Last week, we spoke more generally about boundaries, and I gave some examples. And now in this podcast, I'm going to give a few more specific examples on how to set, help your child set boundaries in their life, which are so healthy for relationships and for them, their their identity, their self-worth, etc., And I have a lot in here on boundaries, and I'm just pulling out a few of the examples. So whenever you, as a parent, set a boundary, make sure that you always explain why. This is such a key thing. 
I actually mentioned it in the previous podcast, but I felt I wanted to touch on it again in this one. We've always got to give a why. Every statement that you're telling your child, no, don't do this, or you can't do that, or that's not helpful, or we don't do this, we don't do that, or you can't have this, or you can't have that, or you can't go here, or you can't go there, or you can't act like this, has to be followed with an explanation. Why can't you go there? Why can't you do that? Why can't you have that? When you explain to a child, you are giving them the cognitive reasoning skills that they are wiring into their brain, which will activate their natural resilience and unmask it and help them to be stronger and wiser. You're giving them the reasons why, that you're teaching them, you're giving them the language, you're giving them the skills, you're giving them all those things that are wiring into their networks to help them to grow and develop cognitive resilience and to develop good reasoning powers. Why teaches your child to reason? So it's teaching, it's a very big part of boundaries. Why is, if I put up that boundary, there's a reason why. If you just put up a boundary without a why, there's no learning experience. A child and an adult, because sometimes someone will put up a boundary in a relationship, but they don't explain why. That makes the person who doesn't understand why they're putting up that boundary, it makes them feel bad about themselves. It makes them feel that there's something that they've done wrong. And that's not healthy for that person, nor the person that, that has put up the boundary. And that creates conflict and is not a, it's just not a, it's just not a healthy situation. And we don't want to do that. So if you just say, don't do this because I said so in that kind of firm, almost unkind voice, that links to creating fear in your child for punishment from you and also teaches them that overriding other people's questions is okay if you think you are wiser or smarter or better than someone else. That can translate into behaviors at school, in relationships, friends, siblings, into adolescence, into adulthood. It can become a persistent pattern. And that's not healthy. It can lead to narcissistic type behaviors. It's not healthy. So you are entitled to protect your child. And that's why you set up boundaries. But it's really important that you explain the why behind those boundaries. So just saying, because I said so, is going to do the opposite. It's not growing your child. It's inhibiting your child. And it's creating fear. And fear has a very damaging effect on the brain and the body and increases vulnerability in the child to mental challenges and physical illnesses. That's how serious this is. So I know this is hard for many parents, and maybe you were brought up. I mean, I'm considered Gen X, and my husband's considered a boomer, and I know you know, we, we were brought up by parents that didn't give us reasons, that just said, no, because I said so. That's enough. I'm your parent. I'm the adult. I'm the, I'm, I know I'm all wise and all-knowing. It's not good enough. And that goes into, can translate into how a husband and wife or partners relate to each other, husband, husband, wife, wife, whatever it may be, leaders in business, that kind of thing. It's not healthy. It doesn't, it just creates fear and resentment in the other person. There's no learning. There's no deep, meaningful communication happening. It's just problematic and it's it's damaging to the brain and damaging to one's mental health. So Yes, you are smarter than your children at this point because they're still learning. But children are brilliant. They're a lot smarter than what we realize. And they are hungry to understand reasons why. The whole point of a child growing up is they are experimenting. They're messy. And it's okay to be a mess. It's okay for your child to be a mess. It's your role as a parent to help facilitate 
the managing of the mentalness. And that's why you need the why and the because. And I'm really emphasizing this because it is so important in terms of mental and physical health. So yes, you have got more experience. So don't use that experience as a whip or a controlling mechanism. Use that experience as a teaching tool. If you do this, this can happen. You know, when I did this, this happened to me. When I was little and I did this, this, this can happen. And these are the things that can happen. And I know you really want to do this, but this is, you know, mixing with these people or doing this kind of thing or, you know, doing that or whatever, whatever it is, give them the reasons behind so that they can reason and build up the linguistic and the cognitive skills to do the same. This does not mean that your child is not an individual of their own who's growing and learning about the world. In fact, when you tell your child to do something and they ask why, it's not being, they're not being naughty, they're not being challenging. What they are doing, it's as I keep saying, they are asking for information. They're asking for guidance. They're not being naughty or difficult. They are asking why. Why mustn't I do that? It's not misbehavior. It is genuine curiosity that a child naturally has in their psychoneurobiology to learn how to learn. And this is fantastic teaching opportunity and a fantastic bonding moment. So you can deal with the dangers and the immediate dangers, but then sit down and talk through, give examples. And sometimes things are big and need multiple examples and multiple discussions. Whatever it takes, do it. See this as a chance to connect and, and bond with your child. So... Some simple examples would be, let's say that you are, I, I, I'll take an example from my own life when my children were small and I worked, for, I had my, my private practice built onto my house and I would be seeing, I would be with you with a patient and I would hear my children come zooming through and the bashing on the connecting door and yelling, mom, 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 come and see our whatever, the game that they'd made, they would always put these little jumps outside and we had this little shih tzu jasmine who would jump over and they'd love to show me that and they'd be playing outside or something just giving you a scenario and they'd come running through because they wanted to tell me and show me because they were excited and they'd be banging on the door so my initial reaction would if I didn't control myself is to get mad and say keep quiet go away and shout at them or my husband if he was there would whatever shout at them but that wasn't a learning moment so yes they can't disrupt my therapy session with my patient but what I can do is say hey I'm so sorry let me quickly just Tell my kids that I will deal with this after. Give me a moment and I'll give you some extra time. And that's what I would do. So then I'd go to the interleading door and I'd say, hey, listen, guys, I'm still busy. I'll be finished in about 15 minutes, which is about this amount of time, whatever. It's whatever age they were at. And mom, 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 we want to tell you about Jasmine Jump. I said, okay, I know I'm excited too. And I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear, but I need to finish this first. So then I'll come and have a look when I'm finished. And then... They, I would close the door and tell them to go away, but I gave them a reason. I've got to finish. This person is sitting with me, and we'll talk about it more later. Go in, finish the session. Hopefully my husband or our housekeeper took them away from the door so they wouldn't bash it anymore. And then when I was finished, give the patient some extra time because it disrupted, which is giving so that their boundaries respected, that I've respected my patient's boundary. They respected mine. I had to deal with something that's a normal life experience. We can deal with these interruptions. And then I would, once they left, then I could go to my children and I could have a look at what they wanted to show me. Then I could sit them down and say, hey, like in future, when I'm in there, when the door is closed, unless it's a really is an emergency and there's no one else around, you cannot come and knock on the door. And, you know, it's just rude. It upset the patient. It did this. I need their special time. Like when you need special time. Okay, I've elaborated that. Like healthy supplements and foods, the world of skincare can be overwhelming. There are so many choices out there. 
How do you know what to choose that is healthy for your skin and body and does not require hours of stressful work to maintain? This is why I was so excited to discover Purity Woods. Their mission is to provide people with the cleanest and most effective healthy aging and longevity products available. All of their products are USDA certified organic, non-GMO, free of anything artificial, free of toxic preservatives and synthetic additives like pesticides, chemical fertilizers and dyes, parabens, and of course it's cruelty-free and never tested on animals. Plus they're so easy to use even when you're on the go or traveling. Purity Woods products leverage the wonders of a revolutionary ingredient, maple leaf extract. Maple leaves contain anti-inflammatory antioxidants and hydrating properties which can help soothe irritated or inflamed skin while also plumping, brightening and nourishing it. I personally love their age-defying dream cream. It is a real game changer. It makes me look and feel like I have jumped back years in time. Its powerful formula contains revolutionary maple leaf extracts plus over 25 unique and potent ingredients that help eliminate fine lines, wrinkles, age spots and uneven skin tone. It was formulated by skincare chemists at the top of their field to create a product that supports collagen and elastin production without irritation, drying of the skin or hormone disruption. Turn back time on the appearance of your skin with Purity Woods Age Defined Dream Cream. Go to puritywoods.com forward slash Dr. Leaf or enter the code Dr. Leaf at checkout for 10% off your first order. That's P-U-R-I-T-Y oods.com and enter the code Dr. Leaf for 10% off your first order. The link and details will be in the show notes. And yes, that takes effort. And yes, you may be thinking, hey, it's just naughty. They shouldn't bug you when you're busy and should respect that. Yes, they should. But until I teach them to, which I did, they're just going to be a child. It's not that they're just going to disrupt. And if I just shout at them and never give them a reason, they're not going to learn. It's going to create a fear response and not give me a chance to build deep meaningful communication. I mean, that's a simple example, but you know what? It's it's a real example. And if you think of it, parents are busy. Parents are busy, burnt out, worked, work hard, overwhelmed, parent guilt. I've got a whole add-on in the NeuroCycle app on how to do a NeuroCycle on parent guilt, which is it's going to be added into our, it'll be when the book comes out, we'll, be, we'll have the, that add-on ready in the NeuroCycle app. So if you, in the NeuroCycle app, there's going to be the parent add-on, which is going to be amazing and there's specifically one on parent guilt i do talk about parent guilt in here and it's really important that we address this that we address our own busyness burnout overwhelm parent guilt i remember as a new mom going to bed every night with such a lot of guilt and not knowing how to manage it initially even though i'm in the field and then i started applying this on myself and saying okay well you know what are my emotions what are my behaviors i went through the neuro cycle what do i have this guilt what can i do about it who can i talk to to get some better perspective I dealt with it. When I didn't, it impacted and built up. It impacted me, which impacted how I was communicating with my kids. So here I thought I could manage and just, you know, suppress it and pretend it didn't exist. But it came out in how I was relating to my children and my husband. So I realized I had to deal with parent guilt. And I think it's just a huge, it's just as a reality. I don't think there's any parent who doesn't go through that. Even as an adult, with adult, I mean, even with adult children, I still have parent guilt if I can't answer their call immediately or help them through an issue when they need an issue and I may be busy at a conference or I'm doing a podcast or and there's something urgent. And I mean, obviously they're adults and they know how to wait and that kind of thing now, but there's still the parent guilt that I say the right thing, etc. And also being burnt out and overwhelmed that when I've had a really full day and one of my kids wants to have a long discussion, 
I've had to learn to put a boundary up even with adults and adult children and say, hey, I'm so, can't wait to chat to you. Can we chat maybe later on or in an hour's time? I'm just going to go and have a sauna and watch Grey's Anatomy in the sauna and watch my favorite, uh, some of my favorite people like Kate Well, she's going to be on this podcast at some, at, at some point and just chill and then I'll speak to you later. And that's just giving myself a chance to just decompress and wind down and not feel guilty about that, not thinking I have to jump from one thing to another. Now, that may be a silly example as well, but really boundary setting for your children starts with boundary setting for yourself. And it's got to the point, you know, it'll get to the point where your children will accept that and recognize that, and then they'll start giving boundaries and saying, you know, respecting yours and creating their own. And that leads to much deeper, meaningful communication filled with empathy and respect. One of the most, let me see what else I wanted to, to talk about. Okay, when we don't set boundaries, the biological chaos that it creates inside of ourselves as parents can lead to snapping, acting out towards your child because of the level of stress, toxic stress that you're under. And even though it may be hard to set a boundary, it's very important in some situations. By not setting boundaries, I've said this, I'm just reading it to you because it's imp- worth hearing again. By not setting boundaries, you're more likely to feel resentment or have resentful thoughts to your child and then you feel guilty about being resentful. So you need to work through that. You need to set the boundary with yourself and say, okay, parent guilt, I'm feeling resentful. It's okay to feel resentful. Let's work through this. Give yourself a self-boundary where you actually then allow yourself to work through why you're feeling resentful towards your child, why you're feeling that guilt, what is really at the bottom core so that you can break that cycle. What is the root? So, um, And you may even say those words. You may have words inside of yourself that you keep quiet for months and then suddenly they come bursting out because you haven't dealt with it. Thoughts are volcanic. Thoughts have a source. They have processing and they have the branches. The branches are how you are all the things about the resentment that you're building up because of not having the time to do whatever. You can keep it quiet for so long, but eventually the resentment grows, the toxic thought tree gets bigger and bigger, and boom, it's going to explode in words that you resent, that you regret saying. And then, yes, sure, you can fix that. You can go back in and you can do the work to fix that. But the bottom line is that it's going to explode. So work on that. Work Teaching your child boundaries is really you working on yourself. And then you can explain to your kids and you can say, hey, I snapped at you and I'm really sorry. I take ownership of that. That wasn't right. I did that because of this and that's what I am working on. You've shown your child that you've given yourself a boundary and you've recognized the impact of that boundary. So then you've activated the empathy and that leads to deep, meaningful communications. Everything feeds into each other. So here are a couple of phrases that that just to wrap up this podcast. So... One of the most important things to remember about setting boundaries with your children is that you can both simultaneously set boundaries with them while respecting and validating their experience and emotions. So you can set the boundary as well as, at the same time, validating and respecting their experience and their emotions. And this applies to adults too. So saying phrases like, I can see that it makes you upset to wait until I'm finished with what I'm doing. And I'm sorry that you're upset but it is important that I get my stuff done and stick with that sentence and be firm with that kind of that, that kind of phrase. And we'll talk about it later. And then you can go into the neurocycle place and the little bench and go work through it. You know that feeling you get when you finally find the thing you've been searching for on the internet? After spending hours researching and reading thousands of reviews, you find it, this thing, whatever it is. Think sparkly disco pants, designer dog hoodies, a niche thing from a wood shop in Prague, 
checks literally all your boxes and it has five stars. Oh, and it arrives in 48 hours. So why is it that you can get the most random, wonderfully reviewed thing from around the world in just two days? But if you want to see a good doctor, it can take forever to get an appointment. Not to mention, how do you know they're even good at what they do? Thankfully, there is a way and it's called ZocDoc, a place to find and book great doctors who actually have amazing reviews, many with appointments available within 24 hours. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near to you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. I use the app all the time and so should you. It's so helpful, especially when you're in a new town or city. Just go to ZocDoc.com leaf and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash leaf. ZocDoc dot com slash leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Here's another example. I can see that you're mad that I'm turning off the TV and I want you to feel safe expressing those feelings to me. But it is bedtime and you might be very tired if you don't get enough sleep. So you've validated, simultaneously set a boundary. Okay, I can see that you really bummed that I want to watch my show for a bit, but I need to do certain things that make me happy and relaxed so that I can be a better mom to you, just like it's important for you to do things that make you happy. So you've validated, you've respected and simultaneously set a boundary. When you set a boundary, be very sure to give your child clear rules and explanations. Never forget clarity and the why, the explanations. Next thing, be consistent. So clear, explanations, consistency, and follow through with consequences. Clear rules, explanations, the why, the because, consistency, follow through. But also remember to notice and reward that they respect your boundaries. So when they have respected your boundary, when they knock on the door and you come to the door and say, oh, sorry, mom, I forgot, and they go away, when you finished, with your patient or whatever, in my case, you can go and say, thank you so much for recognize, remembering that you mustn't worry me. When, when they get a little bit mad because you want to watch the TV show because you want to just chill for a little bit, and then they stop themselves and they say, oh, sorry, mom, I know you need to rest a little bit. I can watch after you. Or I can go play with my toys. Or I can sit here with you and draw while you're watching your show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I'm so happy if you sit here and draw with me. So respect when they have, valid, when they have recognized your boundary. By the same token, when you respect theirs, they're going to say, thanks, mom. Thanks for giving me that time. Thank you for, for respecting my boundaries or whatever words that they use. Maybe it's just a hug, but it works. Thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to go and pre-order your book. Great pre-order bonuses, all kinds of pre-order bonuses at mentallyresilientkids.com. And I know you're going to love this. And don't forget to listen to the previous podcasts and the ones that are coming up and share this with people and go to, go to the Please go to and give me a five-star rating because then this helps this word to spread more and we can help together as a community, you sharing this podcast and increasing and helping me to increase my rating gets it to more people. And this way we create a community with an objective and that is let's help our children with their mental health. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. 
If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.